Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Super Highway Live. It's the February 2010 edition of our show. Wow. Who thought we'd be alive this long to see this? Pretty amazing. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of the show. Uh, good to have you listening. I hope you plan on calling in to read your poetry. Um, that's what we do here. Uh, I invite you to call in and read your poetry. There are no content or style restrictions, and uh, it's an open reading, open to everyone in the world, on the whole planet, uh, in the universe, if you're uh, not on the planet and able to call in from another place. That's fine, too. Um, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. And uh, we have a few callers on the line that we're going to get to in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but plenty of time this hour to hear your work. And don't worry, we will a- end the show safely, safely before the Super Bowl starts. I'm, I'm told the Super Bowl is today. I'm not 100% sure what that is, but uh, I understand it's today and that it will happen uh, after this show ends. So there's no, there's no conflict there unless you need an, an hour of, um, uh, I don't know, mental or spiritual preparation that this open reading of poetry won't be able to accomplish for you. So uh, let me tell you what's happening with the Poetry Superhighway before we get to our open readers. Uh, the Great Poetry Exchange started on February 1st at midnight. So this is the ninth year in a row that we've uh, done this, which sounds impressive, but really it's it's just because uh, uh, we're creatures of habit. Um, and uh, the way it works is uh, you will call, uh, you will pledge to send a book of your poetry to another randomly selected participant, and in exchange, uh, you will receive a book from another randomly selected participant. You just have to have a book of poetry. That's it. Um, preferably your own poetry. It um, doesn't have to be, you know, a really fancy, published, perfectly bound book. If you, if you want to participate, it could be a chapbook. It could be, you know, uh, maybe this project has actually inspired people a few times to uh, put together um, a chapbook just for this project. So um, I want you to have a book, and I want you to participate. And so, again, you, you go to a poetrysuperhighway.com uh, from the main Poetry Superhighway menu. You click on Great Poetry Exchange. You can see, uh, if you do that right now, you can see the whole list of people who have uh, signed up so far. Uh, just in the first week, there were 45 different uh, people who signed up. Um, you enter the, you, you read all the, uh, the uh, guidelines that are there, and then you um, click on the uh, submission form. You fill it out with the info about your book. Um, I'll add your info online to that same list that you just saw. And then what will happen is uh, at the end of the month, I'm going to match everyone up. So um, you will get an email that says, please send your book to this person. And that person will get an email that says, please send your book to this other person. And that person will get a book that says, please send your book to this other person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Meaning it's not a one-to-one exchange. I'm not going to match you up with one person and you will send a book back and forth between those two people. Uh, you'll send a book to a, another randomly selected participant. You don't know what you'll get. You don't know who will get your poetry, but it's going to be a pretty cool thing. So uh, it's the ninth year that we've done this, um, and you should definitely participate. It's uh, part of the mission of the Poetry Superhighway to expose as many people as possible. I'm sorry, to expose as many people's poetry to as many other people as possible. 
that's uh, that's what it's all about. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. You don't have to call in and read a poem. You could call me just to uh, ask a question about it. That's fine, too. Anything you want. So um, we're going to get to our first caller now. Um, I identify callers by the area code that you are uh, calling from, and we have a caller from the 908 area code. Hello. Hey, Rick. So you want to expose as many people as possible, huh? <laughs> This is David from those lust-rolling hills of Newark, New Jersey. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Um, how are the hills? Oh, the hills are those, those fine green hills. Shouldn't be going to... I can't wait to find a, uh, a tailpipe to put my mouth next to. I'm so used to the smog. <laughs> anyway... Being that it's uh, where next week is St. Valentine's Day, I thought it appropriate to read an anti-Valentine poem. Uh, this is written from the vantage point of an abusive, uh, uh, of an abusive, possessive, cruel person who has obviously mistreated his mate, and she's finally had enough, and she's moved out, and... This is kind of his uh, his song, as it were, and this is another case in which the 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 viewpoint of the speaker doesn't match that of the author. <laughs> so it's called a disease. I'm sorry. Uh, understood. So we will not blame you for uh, the content of the poem. Right. A disease. This is entitled "A Diseased Love Song." anti-Valentine, and it was written 11 years ago. Here it goes. Ah, let me use, abuse, and bruise you. That's the piece I cannot amputate. Let me bite you with a lemon pit, ejecting you as cherished projectile, oozing with sentimental sediment, an exhausted tube of squeezed desire, ready to taste and waste you, delicious rubbish and sweet vitriol. I drink and stagger, a vile fool, strumming on anguished chords, singing diseased love song, my anti-Valentine, second-hand toilet paper. I can't live without you. You'll be miserable with me, but I can't live without you. Is that me in the mirror? Have you gone? Yet, you're still addicted to my special love? Ah, loving you in that special way, caressing damp, stained pillow where your beloved head once lay. Hasta vagina, my love. What was that last line? Hasta vagina, my love. That was startling, David. I didn't expect uh, the poem to end that way, but... Um... Cool. So you're, you're against love and Valentine's Day? Is that what you're uh, saying here? <laughs> no, no, abusive people, this is, their, their motivation is strictly self. It's strictly self, and this is what this basically, at the end, what you hear, hasta vagina, basically is saying, well, I'll, uh, screw you, I'll find somebody else to abuse. That's basically, you know, he sees going through his grieving process at the loss, and it's a, a, 
pretty short process because he's unable to feel real love. And then when he gets to the end, he's determined to repeat the entire sickening uh, process all over again. Well, so that's how that works. Giving us that perspective uh, on that, David. And thanks for thanks for calling in as always. I hope you uh, I hope you do keep your mouth off the exhaust pipes. Uh, <laughs> don't forget my don't forget my YouTube my YouTube site. Uh, uh, Steadily do right. one one one. All my poems are on there. Wow, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't have possibly forgotten it because I didn't know it existed uh, up until now. <laughs> uh, uh, cool, well, good to know you have it. Is it video or just audio if you're reading? Oh, no, it's video. You can actually see me in all my all my studly glory. Magnificent <laughs> specimen of studly male physiognomy. I'm reading my work. So it's um, youtube.com slash... Uh, User... Uh-huh. Slash Studley Do Right one one one. Um, S T U D L Y D O R I G T. R I G H T. R I G H T one one one. One one one. Remember, coffee is not a drink for pussies. <laughs> Thank you as always. Thank you so life. much. Thank you for calling in. Thank you so much. For- That's uh, David Neves calling from Newark, New Jersey, a regular caller. And, and now, apparently, um, if you if you don't have enough of uh, David, you can uh, check him out on uh, YouTube. I just posted the link in the chat room, uh, youtube.com slash user slash studly do right 111. You can have David uh, uh, right on your computer screen all year long. Uh, you don't have to wait for our monthly shows to... Uh, to check that out. All right, uh, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Moving on to a caller from the 562 area code. Hello. 562, are you there? Well, I guess not. All right. Um, Think of all the time we saved just then by not hearing that poem. I feel like we... uh, Somehow we've recycled and saved the world. Uh, moving along, uh, 760 area code. Hi. Anybody there? Hello. Yes, hello. This is Patricia D'Alessandro speaking. Hi, Patricia. Where are you calling from? From Desert Hot Springs in the Coachella Valley. Oh, welcome. Welcome to our program. Thank you. Uh, this is the big Coachella Valley Music Festival coming up soon. I really love your work and what you're doing, Rick. It's nice to have somebody like you advocating for poetry, which is my first love. I've just finished an anti-war poetry collection dedicated to Katakalwitz, the famous German sculptor who was a artist and a pacifist who lost a son in World War I, and a grandson in World War II and was devastated by the experience and brought out that devastation in the work she subsequently did. And I've dedicated this book called Pax Vobiscum, a poetry collection by Patricia D'Alessandro. And I would like to read one poem 
which when I read at readings, people say it's probably one of the best poems I've ever written. It's inspired by Kim Adenizio's poem, What Do Women Want? And it's titled, Variations on a Theme of a Dress. I want a black dress. I want it old and worn. I want it loose and shapeless. I want to wear it until it falls off me. I want it with full sleeves and a cape, with wings that bellow and flutter wild, black as a mother's rage against the death of her children and the death of your children so that everyone will notice me. I want to walk down the streets of America, past Tiffany's and Macy's, Bloomingdale's and Winston's, with all that jewelry glittering in the windows, past the Italian restaurants selling pizzas and pasta, past the UPS guys hauling boxes on their shoulders. I want to walk as though I'm the ugliest woman in the world because I've lost all my sons and daughters and you have lost all your sons and daughters. I want this black dress bad. I want to convince you of believing in peace and loving one another and to show you how much I love you and want you to love me. When I find that dress, I'll pull it off the mannequin so fast as though I'm choosing a body to carry me across the world through death cries and bloodshed, and I'll wear it like old bones that are broken and skin that is scarred so they will stop delivering our young in body bags under flags of dissent so I can finally rest in peace and be buried in this battered black dress. Well, Patricia, I wish I had a, a sound effect of a lot of people applauding right then. That was really extraordinary. Um, uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And thanks for the, the nice things you said about me as well. I, um, I had the chance to uh, read with, with uh, Kim Adonizio uh, last year at a reading and really enjoyed her work. So very cool to hear uh, you reference her in the introduction of your poem. Do you, um, so a quick question. You, you said poetry is your first love. Does, does this mean you're not married, or do you have a special arrangement with your husband? That No, dear. I was divorced in 68 after 23 years of marriage, and I have three a little old men for sons, whereby one just turned 60 and one just turned 59, and another will turn 53 in June. And I went back to college after the divorce at age oh, 48 or so, and uh, my uh, writing abilities began to shine as I went through my college courses and subsequently was admitted in a master's program at SF State one semester uh, through uh, Stan Rice, the beloved husband of Anne Rice, who uh, admitted an older woman in the master's program. And it just has been my life ever since. I'll be 86 in April, and I'm happy to say that because I'm in good health and want to do much more work. This is my seventh poetry volume. Wow, that's great. Well, you should um, consider um, uh, participating in the Great Poetry Exchange uh, if you haven't already joined in. Yes, I'm sure I have. That, uh, I oh, have great. indeed. Well, yes. Have you participated in the past? 
Uh, no, I haven't. I just discovered you about two weeks ago, and I'm really happy about what you're doing. You're reaching a broad audience throughout the world, and I can't wait to get the poetry book from whomever it's going to come from. And I'll be sending mine as well, this late one. Yay. All right. Well, cool. Well, Patricia, I'm so happy that you uh, you found us and that we found you in, in turn. And um, please call in again in the future. Indeed, I will. And thank you so much. I just want to make one more point. Kim Adonizio sure. was in my uh, freshman class at the first college I went to, I'm sorry, uh, SS State. And she was a young woman, and I sensed her stardom then. I thought, she's a wow poet. I really love her work. So thank you so much again for having me on. I appreciate it. I hope this reaches across the world and that you have responses related to it. And I'm reading this afternoon in an art gallery where I'll read this poem again. Oh, where um, is there a, I, I guess I forgot to ask you this, in uh, Desert Hot Springs, is there? No, actually in Palm Springs. I'm 20 minutes north of Palm Springs. And we have a Sunday salon in Des Arts Art Gallery on the first Sunday of the month. I also host a poetry reading at Barnes & Noble first Friday of the month and funded by Poets and Writers uh, through a grant from James Irvine Foundation. And yeah. I'm always thrilled. I'll be presenting German Pearl on uh, March the 5th. And he's from Santa Monica and was uh, active in presenting uh, the LA Festival a few years ago. Right. Well, great. Well, thanks for telling about uh, that, that uh, regular series that you host, because I'm sure anyone who's listening from, from your area would like to know about it if they don't already know. Yes. May um, I give you my email so that people can respond to me, or do you absolutely. want to? Absolutely. Go right ahead. C-I-A-O-P-A-T-9 at gmail.com. Chowpat9. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Well, again, Patricia, thanks so much for calling in. Good luck at your reading today, and, and uh, super happy that you discovered us. Thank you very much, Rick. Good luck to you. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's uh, by Patricia Delisando calling from Desert Hot Springs here in California, a couple a uh, couple hours out from, from where I am here in Van Nuys, but uh, 86 years old, and uh, uh, wow, what a bundle of energy she is, hosts a reading. She's driving out to another reading to participate in today. Uh, seventh volume of poetry. Um, great find for us here at the Poetry, at poetry Super Highway Live. Uh, so you, call in uh, 646-716-7362. I received an MP3 in the email from, the La from Lanaya Lee, who's been a participant, participant in Poetry Superhighway stuff in the past. And um, I'm, I'm going to uh, give priority to people who are uh, uh, live callers, but uh, if we have time at the end, uh, Lanai, I'm definitely going to play your your MP3 of, uh, of of your poem, and we'll talk about it then at uh, at that time. Um, so moving along, um, caller from the 614 area code. Hello. Ah, uh, hello, Rick. This is uh, Nicole Nicholson from Columbus, Ohio. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. It's it's still uh, it's still uh, uh, early to mid afternoon here in Southern California, but uh, but uh, it's fine. Everything is great. How, how's everything there in Columbus? Cold. It's 20 degrees. Oh dear. Yeah. 
I, you know, I'm 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 really kind of a, a a lightweight when it comes to to cold weather. And here in Southern California, it really doesn't get all that cold. But when it gets down to like in the upper 50s, and I'm wearing long underwear and a and a hat, my wife from Allentown, Pennsylvania, um, takes great pleasure in making fun of me. <laughs> so, but uh, 20 degrees—that sounds serious. Yeah, it's it's not fun, but we deal with it. It's winter in Ohio. What can you do? Um, I've got a poem, and I wrote this one uh, because of the earthquake in Haiti that happened a couple of weeks ago. I was just moved to write something after seeing some of the images um, online that came that you know that were posted after the quake. And there's a quote, oddly enough, from one of uh, Jim Morrison's poems that I came across a couple of days before. Um, I wrote this, and the quote goes something like this. Death makes angels of us all and gives us wings where we had shoulders smooth as raven's claws. And I kind of thought about that, and I thought, wait a second. Why don't I explore the whole idea of the dead turning into angels? So um, here's kind of, I don't know if I can call it a tribute. I don't know if I can call it, I don't know what to call it, but it's, for those who have departed and those who are still alive after the quake, and I call it angels. And here it goes. When the earth shook, the dead shuddered off their skins while their hallowed breath escaped them in invisible ribbons of night and day. Dust-covered angels now wander incognito through the backbone and veins of Port-au-Prince, trying to reconstruct their minds from the rubble. Crumbled concrete soles and sundered pieces like a broken open chest where the heart burst out and the ribcage lies behind, scattered in ribbons of bone. Now, how do you pray in ribbons of bone? You form crosses to mark where the angels walk. You lay rib on top of rib to intersect and perpendicular and let the bone speak for you. They know how. And the palace, the parliament, the homes and the hospitals, the schools in the shanty towns, they too know how. They know how to sing. They will write their dirges for you covered in ash, brick, and blood. They will give you eulogies like they never saw the needle or the bottle or the gunshot coming. They will give you requiems like Mozart killing himself on poison quarter notes and renting out his last breath from the other side of heaven. And if you want to join the angel choirs that sing these blue hallelujahs as they walk the streets of their new world crumbled down, then you must Rip the song out of your own throat and learn how to sing them. And you must do this without choking. But I hear you. You say that you, that you cannot. You think that you are nothing but a flush, cocooned, wingless, battered breath soliloquy so loosely chained to I am from long ago. You say that you will choke, that poems written from your own waterlogged grief will rise up from within your own chest and lob the air away from you. You say that it is futile and that you will garrote yourself in the process. But without you, and even perhaps in spite of you, the angels will still walk, they will still pray, and they will sing. Every little boy and girl tumble beneath brick like broken tears. Every dust-veiled spectral goddess calling her dead children from the room. And every lost Hercules perambulating in the bruised and moonlit dark on those nights that are now jagged with broken stone teeth that call out his name. Those ghosts, they will bless the living with their sacred wind, with violet songs voiced 
from fleshless throats. And to the hands that are tasked to rebuild these stone testaments, rewrite these rivers of asphalt, and resurrect the lost of that nation as new breath and flesh, I say, you must hear them. You must hear these angels walk. And you must bury their songs inside every inch of flesh, dirt, asphalt, stone, brick, and concrete. That is how you rebuild a broken chest and replace the heart within. You cannot do it any other way. I was just thinking when you were reading, Nicole, uh, you've been on the show so many times, you, you should download all these shows and put out a spoken word album of, of your work. Well, oddly enough, I am thinking about a spoken word album. I just don't know when I've been thinking about it. I have recorded some of my poems, and I actually opened up a, gab chest, a Gabcast channel today, and if people want to hear me outside the show, um, they're more than welcome to come to my channel. Um, it's, uh, I'm going to post it in the chat room, but it's um, gabcast.com, and if they just search for either Raven's Wing Poetry or my channel number, which is 33724, they will find my channel. And I've uploaded four poems today that um, – that uh, folks folks are free to come by and listen to. This is Gabcast. Is that what you said? Yeah, right. Gabcast.com. What what kind of uh, site is that? What can you do on there? Well, basically, it's podcasting. Um, you can either record live shows or you can record MP3s and upload them, which is basically what I did. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's cool to know about that. I know people uh, who haven't you know, put out a book or a chapbook or, or who don't know anything about recording or podcasting, uh, you know, really value these these websites which, which make it very easy to do these kind of things. So I really appreciate you sharing that information with uh, with everyone. Anything else going on in Columbus you want to mention? Um, well, the only other thing that I'd like to mention is the uh, Women of the World Poetry Slam. Um, I mentioned that a couple times uh, before on this show. Um, the yeah. slam... The slam happens March 10th through 13th. Um, there is a full list of information on the venues and on everything about the Women of the World Poetry Slam. And the address, I'll post that in the chat room too, is www.poetryslam.com. And there's there's going to be several events, a last chance slam. There's going to be a fight. There's going to be the Poetry Slam finals for this event, so we're really excited to have this, and I think it's a really great thing that they were able to get it to come to Columbus this year. So if you're in the central Ohio area, I would highly advise you to come down and check it out, and that's about all I have to say about it. Cool. I obviously open to women, women only, I'm guessing. Right, and if you're a biological female or if you live as a female, um, you're eligible to slam um, you would have had to slam in the preliminary rounds with whatever venue that you slam with in each individual city, but there is a last chance slam during this period in March. So if you didn't get in the, then, you can maybe get in. The, you can maybe get in at the last chance slam. But yeah, you have to be female or biologically or living as a female to compete. Well, that does uh, open it up to a, a lot of people there. That's that's wonderful. My my wife is in just as sort of a, a bit of silliness. My wife is in, in all women band and they were um you know looking at what they should do next what should their you know the, you know that might be making some changes and i suggested that they become an all boy band 
and uh, I don't think that they, uh, I don't think they're going to do that. But it's just, you know, it's just an idea. <laughs> but uh, Nicole, thank you so much for calling in as always and for being a regular. Um, I, uh, good luck with your potential uh, spoken word project. I, I've been thinking about a spoken word album for about ten years now. I, I keep threatening to, to think about it more. So um, I, I know what it is to, to have an idea and uh, and you know sort of need the time and the inspiration and the know how to get it going. But uh, good to have you on the show as always. Well, thank you. That's uh, Nicole Nicholson calling from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, you can put together your own Nicole Nicholson spoken word album just by listening to past. Poetry Superhighway live shows right at blogtalkradio.com slash PSH. You're probably there now. That's how you're listening to the show as it is, I would guess. Unless you podcast it, which you can do. Of course, the show is available on iTunes, or maybe you listen to it in the little widget on the Poetry Superhighway website. I don't know, but you you can certainly make your own spoken word uh, album from, uh, from Nicole or from the many people who have called into the show. And she did mention that she posted links in the chat room. In case you're not in the chat room, uh, right now, this is only applicable applicable during the live shows if you're listening to the show uh, after uh, February 7th between 2 and 3 p.m. Pacific, then there's nothing happening in the chat room. But um, if you're listening now, uh, whether you're calling in or not, if you click on the uh, chat room button from the uh, Blog Talk Radio page, there's a few people in there, and <laughs> periodically we, you know, if someone mentions a link, it'll get posted there so you don't have to remember it. You can just click on it there. You can chat with people and tell them tell each other how much you like uh, the, what you're hearing or etc so that's that's what it's all about um, all right the number to call in is area code 646 716 7362 the uh, next person on the line is a caller from the 863 area code hello um hello rick um this is Noreen and Jenkins from Lake Wells Florida Hi, Noreen. How are you? Okay, I'm doing fine. Um, we, we should, um, my husband and I, we just celebrated our two-year wedding anniversary this past Thursday. Mm. Oh well, uh, happy happy anniversary. Okay, th- thank you. And and I have a poem to today, and I just wrote recently about over a week ago. It was called Dear Writer's Block, and I'd like to share this with you all. Okay, it's called Dear Writer's Block. We're through Writer's Block. I'm breaking up with you. I want to be free. Our goals are not the same. I want to write a poem a day and or more. But you won't let me. You just want me to sit at the table staring at a blank piece of paper, wrecking out my brains, working overtime. Nothing to show for it. Nerve-wrecking to me. So we're through, writer's block. Go away and leave me be. That's it. Did um did you get a response from Writer's Block? Um uh, no, but that'd be a good one to write about. Have a, write one have a response from the dear Writer's Block from his sure, writer. Yeah. Yep, that'd be a great idea. Well, mm-hmm. do it then. Maybe next time on the show you'll you'll write a you'll write you'll read us the response poem right, in the voice of Writer's Block. Uh, yep. And it will inspire us all. Well, well great. Um, uh, um, thank you, Noreen. Thank you as always for calling in and sharing your uh, work. Okay. I hope you get over your writer's block soon. Okay. I guess and, you did if you wrote a poem about it. Right. Okay. And and I and, and my website is uh, freewebs dot com backslash Noreen and Jenkins. Mm-hmm. 
freeweb.com slash Noreen Ann Jenkins. Right. And then you also, in, in, at Twitter, I'm on Twitter, and you can follow me at Noreen Ann Jenkins on Twitter, too. Well, you're, you're just, you're all over the place these days. Well, uh, yeah, glad you're yes. part of this show, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll check out your stuff online, and we look forward to hearing that, uh, the, uh, the next version of the poem. Okay. Um, and thank you, Rick. People. Okay, th- and thank, thank you. you. And thank you for having me here. Okay. My pleasure. Thanks for okay. calling in. That's uh, Noreen Ann Jenkins from Lake Wells, Florida, uh, writing a poem uh, in the form of a letter to writer's block. Uh, funny, Brandon Samos in the uh, chat room, and he uh, said that uh, regarding the topic of uh, uh, writer's block, writing back, um, that his writer's block won't say anything. Well, that's just that's just plain rude. Um, speaking of Brandon Sema, are you? Uh, do you happen to be on the line right now? Or I have a caller from the five six two area code. Is that who am I talking to? Hello, caller from the five six two area code. Just listening. Oh, okay. Um, you're not supposed to call in if you uh, are just listening. Um, you should just listen. That's how that works, because if your uh, phone shows up, um, I'm going to put you on the air. It's uh, awkward for all of us. Um, all right, I'm moving on to a caller from the uh, 805 area code. Brandon, is that you? I'm from the 805. Oh, no, see, I'm just... <laughs> that's so funny. I keep... Uh, I just clearly don't know what uh, what area codes are what. But hello, 805 area code. Hi, yeah, this is Santa Barbara. This is fairly close. Santa to Barbara, me. oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, and who am I talking to? You're talking to Chella Currington. Chella Currington. I teach at Santa Barbara City College. And just noticed today, I didn't realize you had this broadcast. And what a great thing this would be for my students. In the city college over our uh, radio station there, particularly um, my poetry class. That's wonderful. I mean, were you saying that this should be a, something that your students should tune into? Is that? Or? Yeah, they should turn into this as a model for a program that they should do in their local radio station. Oh, I get it. Okay. Um, the uh, the uh, UCSB radio station, or, or is there another station? In, no, uh, there's another station. There's actually uh, SBCC, and okay. it's, it's on streamers, and they're really quite active. That's right. That's Santa Barbara City College. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, I teach poetry and fiction and writing there, and I thought that I would call in and share one of my recent poems with you, a prose poem. Great. Great. Okay. Diana loved anything orange. Cats, lipstick, hunting vests, nail polish, hard hats, life jackets, water guns. When she slipped through her mother's legs, almost butting the doctor's stomach, her skin turned a yellowish-red. I did crave pumpkin, her mother said. Before my water broke, I ate a whole pie, crust and all. It took 11 days of being rubbed in olive oil and resin, her mother's fingers lightly massaging Diana's new skin that capitulated to air in March, before trout season, before her father deserted them 
for Pennsylvania streams. Her eighth Halloween, she painted her nose and toes tangerine and swathed herself in a sheet, writ, dyed, sunshine, orange, that her mother soaked in white vinegar until the bleeding stopped. Even then, in third grade, she knew what they didn't, how we climb into our wounds at night, sheets over our heads, and wait for the water to float us back. I love that. I'm I'm still thinking about, you know, trying to fit in eating a, a whole pie before the water breaks. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Great line. Oh, pumpkin pie, yes. Cool. Well, um, you know, you should let your students know about the show. Maybe, uh, maybe you could, they'll get extra credit for uh, being bold enough to uh, to read a poem uh, read on their, the air. You know, that's excellent. Yes, that's what I thought. Uh, do I, you was, have time? I know. Do you I, have time for another poem? I'm, I have another prose. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, I've got a couple more callers, and I want to get to this MP3. But I just, you know, I wanted to just further on that. Uh, I host a reading weekly at, in Pinoza Park at the Cobalt Cafe, and frequently, or periodically, I should say, um, there's a teacher at Cal State Northridge, which is nearby, who yeah. uh, sends uh, students to the reading for extra credit. And, it, you know, a lot of people who are taking poetry classes, sometimes it's really their first exposure to poetry, and they, they, they aren't aware that there's kind of a community and, and places to go to hear poetry and, right. and readings right. and that kind of thing. And I think to encourage people to participate in that, um, you know, in in a way, is 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 just as significant as getting people to read and write poetry. You know, I think uh, it is too. In fact, I've closed my poetry or my fiction classes each semester with a reading in our art gallery at school and try to make a big event of it, so we can have parents and family and other poets come hear our our new writers read. And students always love that. It's wonderful. Um, so do you, do you have a short poem you can read? Uh, let me see. Probably I have to look real quick because I'm reading off my computer. Let me see. Well, while you're doing that, I'll just mention the number to call in is uh, area code 646-716-7362. Um, I've uh, got another call on the line we'll get to in a minute. Um, okay. I have an MP3 from Lanaya Lee. Uh, that I'm hoping to have time to uh, to play. Though again, I'll I'll give priority to people who are actually live calling in. But we'll see what we can uh, do. Um, so, Chella. Yeah, I have a short poem called Queen's Bird. Two of each: cup, saucer, bread plate, and lukewarm water. I wash away thirty years of dust since mother died. At 42, ovarian cancer like Queen Mary. Bloody Mary, quite contrary, why leave your subjects crushed? I thought I'd run into mother if I traveled. Chicago, Barbados, Edinburgh. Against the sun, I raised the porcelain, eyeing it for chips and cracks. Bone, china, fired, from bone ash like mother's gray powder, handed me in a bronze urn. Or is this cup 
with songbird glazed in blue, mere clay, my lips where once were hers. Great. Well, Chella, thank you so much for sharing uh, oh, uh, that work with us today. And I, I, hope, uh, I hope not only will you share it with your students, but I hope you call back in. We do this every month. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Rick. I certainly am enjoying the program. Hurrah. Um, okay. All right. Well, have a good time up there in Santa Barbara. That's uh, Chella calling from uh, Santa Barbara. She's a teacher of poetry um, and prose and fiction. Uh, good to have you on the program. Uh, moving along uh, to, let's see, a caller from the 760 area code. I believe that, as a matter of fact, I legitimately have Brandon Samal on the air at this time. Hello, Rick. It's Brandon. <laughs> you guessed well. I, uh, it, was, it was my mission to uh, to guess when you were calling by your area code because I saw you <laughs> in the chat room. And it was it was a lot of work getting there. And I got a, there was a bunch of misses, but I finally, you know. Well, there was uh, someone someone else using the the phone here at the house, and uh, but I was really enjoying the show. Uh, you know, it's great just to call and listen. It was I I, I understand exactly how that uh, that one listener felt. You know, uh, just uh, just turn in and, and hear people from all over. So that last caller was just from Santa Barbara. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she, she's a teacher and, and at uh, Santa at Santa Barbara City College. Actually, I don't remember if she teaches at UCSB or Santa Barbara City College because she referenced uh, Santa Barbara Santa Barbara City College's radio station. But uh, you know, if you're driving up there to see her, they're they're not that far apart. I, I had a chance to go up and hear David Starkey up there in Santa Barbara. I think he's at Santa Barbara City College and had a wonderful poetry workshop with him up there. Santa Barbara's Got a very nice community for poets. Well, I've got a, a, a poem today called In the Memory Mart, and it goes like this. People in the mall carried their terror well. Most came in to purchase, not exchange. Business was good. Everyone had the new Bin Laden at large, dot seven. I, however, wanted the kinder, gentler, freedom fighter version or I'd trade my 2002 anthrax scare for an 83 Saddam, you know, the old handshake model. Sorry, said the smiley old clerk behind the counter. We're all out. Perhaps you'd like to take the new Hugo Chavez for a spin. No thanks, I said. I never had any luck buying Latin American. And on the counter, I unloaded one million Operation Gatekeeper detainees. You advertise these as new and improved, I said, but... They're no different than the Operation Wetback Detainees of 54, and I dumped out a million more. Which is which, I asked. Although the clerk's dark hair held up better than his skin, his grandfatherly smile never faltered. What you want is the bigger, better fence shareware, he said. I shook my head. It didn't help out ancient China or Rome. Then you must be a collector, the clerk said, leading back to the storeroom. How about this Arbenz overthrow from 54, he said, holding out a spool of piano wire and glowing. Didn't the clerk use his own product? I said, nothing Latin American. I'm already carrying five. No, make that six decades of Castro, and they just keep getting heavier despite all your upgrades. I saw pity in the old clerk's eyes. What you need is a win. 
and off the top shelf from between the Treaty of Versailles and a chunk of the Berlin Wall, he lifted down a Shah-shaped piece of paper. The Mosaddegh coup of 53, he said, very rare, and placed in my hands an oil rights contract. Look at the signature, said the clerk. I squinted at the blank above Mosaddegh's name. It's empty, I said. Exactly, said the clerk. The best history ignores the consequences. I tried to hand it back. Too heavy, I said. Just give me a dozen Iraqi IEDs. Sorry, said the clerk, but one doesn't work without the other. Well, I can't afford both, I said, trying to hand it back. I know, said the clerk. Nevertheless, it's yours. You own the store. I just keep it for you. I heard my merchandise wheeze as he cinched the bag shut. And although I didn't feel any lighter, the blowback balanced my posture. So my, so I no longer slouched so obviously towards Santiago, 1973. What you need now? It's some amnesia to go with that order, said the clerk, ushering me toward the front door. And that you can buy anywhere on the mall. Good voices in the uh, poem. I haven't heard you read a poem exactly like that before, Brandon. Uh, pretty I, cool. I, well, thanks, Rick. I, I don't have that many with that with that one guy, the old uh, the old clerk. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was kind of a, a two voice deal. Do you watch Saturday Night Live by any chance? I I have. I'm not a. I I must admit, I'm not a real religious watcher of it. Why is there somebody on there that, that does the voice like that or something? Well, exactly. There's a character uh, that uh, Kristen Wiig does uh, in the current cast of Saturday Night Live called Gilly, and uh, she she says sorry, kind of in the way that that, uh, that you did uh, there. But uh, that's kind of struck me. But neither here nor there. Um, I'm looking forward to your uh, reading at the Cobalt Cafe, uh, and you're down in Valley Center, uh, which is southern Southern California. I don't get to see it that much, but or really at all. Uh, and so I wanted to let everyone know that we've scheduled you to be the featured reader at the Cobalt in Canoga Park on Tuesday, May 11th at 9 p.m. I'm really looking forward to that. I am too. Uh, you know, I I'm looking forward. To the spring semester should be done, and it'll be a, it'll be fun to uh, to get up there in the valley and and have a party. <laughs> well, we'll we'll put out uh, fruit or something. I, I don't know. Well, cool, Brandon. Thanks for calling in uh, as always, and enjoy that new piece. And I'll talk with you again soon. Thanks, Rick. Happy Sunday. You too. Bye now. Bye. So, uh, Brandon Samoff from Valley Center, California. Got about 15 minutes uh, left in the show, and I've got three callers. We're going to try to squeeze you all in. Um, so, uh, moving now to a caller. Uh, gosh, it's just a series of ones. Um, if you're uh, waiting on hold to talk, say hello. That would be me. Hello, Rick. From Michael. Hello. Hey, Michael. Michael. From, how are you doing? Once again, you're, once again, you're pushed for time. I'm not going to read a poem, but I'm going to do something and literary for Valentine's. I want to make some recommendations. Bright Star, a movie by Jane Campion. Bright Star about John Keats and Fanny Braun. Great love story. Great uh, non uh, creative nonfiction on John Keats. Saw it this uh, this week for the first time. It's out on DVD. I recommend it to this time of the year. And just it's a great movie. Fanny Braun after Keats died at 25. 
Uh, she walked the hate into the long hours into the night, and she never took his ring off. 1939, Lawrence Olivier, Mel Oberon, Weathering Heights. It was Samuel Goldwyn's favorite fit for that year. Um, it was up against the Wizard of Oz. His Wizard of Oz and uh, uh, Gone with the Wind was, there's another couple there, uh, Spotted O'Hara and Clark Gable, Rhett Butler. Um, also, uh, Masterpiece Theater, uh, last year about this time, I did a remake of Weathering Heights. Thomas Hart, Tom Hardy as Heathcliff, and he did a fantastic job. Captain Riley as Catherine, uh, very good casting there. How do you recommend it? And I'll let you get on to other callers. I hope that was a little variation for this Valentine season for the show. Hello. There's a, there's a lot of noise over there in uh, Birmingham. You're not by any chance on fire, are you? I'm climbing the hill. I guess I should have rolled my window up. Was I hurt at all? Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, but there was a, a lot of background noise. I was just wondering what was... Uh, what was going on going on over there? Well, well, good. Thanks for those recommendations and uh, and uh, and calling in. See you later. Talk to you later. Make it easy. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama, representing here on Poets Super and Highway Live with just some uh, inspirational films to check out uh, for your own poetry needs. Uh, moving along to a caller from uh, the eight one eight area code. Hello, eight one eight. It must be me. It's Radomir, Rick. Hey, Vladimir, how are you? Hey, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing well. I just want to plug two fingers, and then i got a short, short poem, if that's okay. Short? Short, very short. It's on a piece of napkin. I wrote it in a restaurant. <laughs> when I don't know what to do with my time, I write poems on napkins. Anyway, uh, I just I want to mention that I'm going uh, to be a feature at the Village Books. The Moon Day reading is on the 8th of March, so we'll come check it out at Pacific Palisades. Hopefully there will be a lot of people showing up. And also, uh, we've got this uh, February, not February, this uh, San Fernando Valley First Annual Poetry Festival, and it's really looking good. We've got about a dozen people so far signed up, so that's on February 27th from 2 to 5 o'clock at the Lonnie Chapman Group Repertory Theater in uh, North Hollywood. So my poem, I guess it's kind of love, I guess it's kind of Valentine's Day, what the hell, it's called Love in a Bowl. Uh, even after you hung up on me Saturday, I still believed in us. Bechert and Bechert, Romeo and Juliet, because I would kill myself over you like a 1992 Buick. Someone has stolen my tires, beat up my trunk, and shattered my glass. My love is in a bowl of unforgiven promises, because it is about feeling and feeling and feeling and God. There you go. Radimer, wonderful. What's the, what's the date of your uh, Moon Day reading? You, you didn't know 8th, 8th of March. Oh, eight. Okay, so it's about a month away. Um, month yeah. Tomorrow. Great, and I understand um, you're participating this Tuesday in the... Um, uh, yes, that is correct. Um, slavery Slave. Freedom reading. Oh, That's right, yeah, I'll be at, at your place on, on the 9th, yeah. Tuesday at the, Tuesday at the Cobalt, yeah. Right, cool. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, good to hear your work. You too, Rick. I can't wait to see you on the on the ninth. I know you got another caller, so I'll hang up. But God bless you. You're doing a great job with this. Really, you should be commended. And I'll see you uh, Tuesday at nine o'clock. Thanks. Looking forward to it. That's uh, Radimir Luza calling from here in Southern California, right here in the uh, in the San Fernando Valley. He's referring to uh, this Tuesday. There's a, a you know I host this weekly reading, which I guess I've mentioned already a dozen times on the show, so I probably don't need to reintroduce it. But this Tuesday, it's a special. Uh, reading in conjunction with a group called the Coalition to Abolish Slavery and Human Trafficking. 
and uh, they're promoting a week's worth of events to uh, raise awareness about uh, human oppression that's happening uh, today in the world. And so there's going to be a few poets reading. Uh, there's going to be a, a talk about their organization and what they're doing, and it should just open some eyes and raise awareness of these issues. And it's also, in addition to a few people who've uh, uh, pre uh, been prearranged to come and read, it's also an open reading. So if you have a poem on this issue, anything loosely relating to oppression or slavery or trafficking, trafficking whether it's something about the past or, or the issue uh, currently, please come down. It's 9 o'clock p.m. this Tuesday, February 9th at the Cobalt Cafe here in Canoga Park, California. That's Southern California Pacific time, obviously. Um, and uh, you can find out more information by going to poetrysuperhighway.com slash cobalt. More uh, information about the venue, that is, per se, how to get there and that kind of thing. I'd love to have you come down from that. Uh, moving along, I've got another uh, caller on the air, a series of ones. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm good. How are you? Slow and stupid. <laughs> Fantastic. Who am I talking to? This is Don as Town Open Sonoma. Uh, of course, Don. How you doing? Slow and stupid. Oh, right, of course, I already knew that. Um, well, let's hear your poem. This is called When We Hold Hands. It's for Barbara Naftali Myers, July 8, 1938 to January 27, 1982. When we hold hands, much like cards from a union, you question with brown-eyed smile, Bistu? The question answered, Are you? And left unsaid, My last and true lover? I nod my head up and down like the motion we've deflowered. We feel petal wetness coat the sheets. We peek under, neither having large or petite imaginations, and smile because we're nude, but not naked. How on earth do we do this without resorting to fist, then kiss? I nuzzle my nose between your breasts and lick up wetness from your chest like dew, and then come to without my once called for booze. I must dream or copy your suicide and lose. Well, you're the second person to uh, uh, mention killing yourself in a row, uh, Don. Uh, what a great way to, to, to close out the show uh, uh, pre-Valentine's Day. No, no, I must dream or copy your suicide. So I will continue to dream. Good. I think that's the better choice. Um, uh, anything going on up in, the, in Sonoma you want to mention? Uh, up in Sonoma County, there is, yeah. There's the Informal Alliance, and that's a grouping of, an open grouping of readings. Uh, the first one occurs on the first Saturday at Barking Dog Coffee House, on Highway Number 12, and that starts at about 5.30. The second one is on the second and fourth Wednesdays, and it is in the community center. 
and it is a literary salon. You bring one poem that you admire, and when you bring one poem that you have written, and there's time enough for rounds. And then the third one is the third Sunday, way up in Healdsburg, which is about maybe 45 minutes travel from the southern border of Sonoma County. And uh, that is the Healdsburg Literary Salon, and they have not only an open mic after the featured reading, but also um, contingent uh, events and opportunities to read manuscript uh, up in Healdsburg. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you for calling in again, Don. And it's it's so great to hear about uh, readings happening in other parts of the, the country and the world because you never know when you're traveling and you want to you know, uh, find kindred spirits to uh, interact artistically with. And it's uh, it's good to know that in so many different places, uh, and in this case in, in Sonoma County, there's uh, just a bunch of things to, uh, to to choose from. So I really appreciate you calling in and sharing that information as well as reading. Hey, okay, Rick. Shalom. Shalom. All right, that was uh, Don Estuano calling from uh, Sonoma, California. I've got one more caller just called in. Uh, I don't know that we can get to a whole poem. If you got something really short, hello? Anyone just click in? Oh, my control panel is lying to me. Okay, well, we'll just uh, close out the show then. Uh, looks like we didn't have time to get to the uh, the MP3 from Lanaya Lee. Uh, sorry about that, Lanaya, um, but we, we were just a chock full of live callers. But if you, you actually call in, uh, you can read it live or, or have, you know, uh, Etc. I'm working on a, a method for uh, us to be able to share um, MP, spoken word MP3s in a, in a different format, uh, a podcast uh, format, but uh, uh, it doesn't exist just yet. But I, I certainly would have played it if we weren't didn't have so many callers. But we'll get to it next time, maybe. I actually, I guess it depends on how many callers we have then. Uh, so uh, tune in next time. Um, uh, we'll post the date of the next show. That will be happening in, in, in March, our next open reading. Thanks to everyone who called in, uh, uh, David from Newark, Patricia from uh, Desert Hot Springs, Nicole from Columbus, Ohio, Noreen from Lake Wells, uh, Florida, uh, Chella from Santa Barbara, Brandon from Valley Center, David from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, Radomir from North Hollywood, and Don from Sonoma, California. Um, uh, don't forget to participate in the Great Poetry Exchange if you've got a poetry book or if you're inspired to put one together, even a little chapbook. Uh, it's a great thing. Your book will, will, you will send your book to someone else in the world, and someone else will send you a book. It's uh, literally an exchange of poetry. It's a very cool thing. Go to poetrysuperhighway.com slash, uh, uh, well, slash nothing. Uh, just go there and uh, click on the Poetry Superhighway link and then uh, click on uh, the Great Poetry Exchange link, and you can read out, uh, read all of the uh, submission guidelines there, and you'll uh, figure out how to, uh, how to participate. And it's, it's a very cool thing, the ninth year that we've been doing this. Finally, one, one more reminder about the reading this Tuesday that I'm hosting at the Cobalt Cafe in Canoga Park, 9 o'clock p.m., uh, an open reading, open to poems uh, uh, that are thematic in nature about uh, slavery and oppression of people. And uh, this is a reading in support of the, the, the week of, uh, of raising awareness of, of human slavery and trafficking that's happening um, in the world today, uh, uh, co-sponsored by the Coalition to Abolish 
slavery and trafficking out of USC, California. So send me an email if you want more information on that, but you should definitely come down and read something and, and learn about it. Uh, thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Um, have a lovely rest of your Sunday afternoon. <laughs>